everybody. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. Hello, hello, hello. It is a new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I'm Andrew Pasquini, joined as always by Jason Aponte. Uh, an episode I didn't expect to have necessarily. It was always in the realm of possibilities. Um, and before before we dive into it all, uh, I do want to stop and, and say this really quick. Uh, and I haven't even told Jason I'm going to say this. Um, the reason this is a lunchtime episode, the reason we're not going at 530 is is your boy to my right, hardest working man on 49ers Twitter. He flew from Jersey to LA to go see the Niners play the Rams in the NFC Championship game. And the reason we're not going at 5:30 today is because Jason is jumping on a plane from LA to Mobile, Mobile, Alabama, uh, for the Senior Bowl at seven o'clock. So we weren't able to stream later. So uh, I, I just want claps in the chat for the hardest working man. On 49ers Twitter, giving you all the content in the world. Uh, and my co-host, somebody I'm very proud to do this with, uh, Jason Aponte. Jason, how are you doing on this uh, Monday afternoon? Andrew, I appreciate the kind words. And I want to express a similar sentiment and say, what a season. What a person to go through it with, with you. Um, uh, I, It's still special. And we have a lot to talk about, obviously, with what happened. And if my voice sounds terrible, it's probably because, you know, I was in so far, you know, I, I got to meet Kyle Shanahan in the stands. I don't know if you guys got a chance to <laughs> yes. take a look at that. <laughs> you met Steph? You met Steph? Yeah, I did. I met Steph. I met a lot of people, man. It was it was a beautiful time, man. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, that this is why we're doing this now. We've got yeah. a flight to catch. It, we're going to the Senior Bowl. You know, the content will not stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue to move. Um, so we'll we'll probably, you know, there's no game to preview for us right now. But, you know uh never yeah, too yeah. never too early to start previewing week one is it yeah no no definitely not right at this point but um but yeah that's why we're doing this and uh shout out to everybody who is in the chat everybody who uh pulled up uh and and, and was waiting for this um just make sure you hit that like button hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell on this youtube channel um there's still content to be had because uh we're moving on unfortunately to draft coverage but yeah the, the content doesn't stop but yeah i guess that's the best way to start i guess one more thing i want to say Shout out to the Rams, mm-hmm. their fan base, their organization, their stadium. You know, um, congratulations. Good luck in the Super Bowl in two weeks. Um, and for a lot of people who are making it seem like it was 75, 35, 49ers fans, I can tell you it was much closer to 50-50. There were a lot of Rams fans there. They actually very much showed up. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And we'll get into the game. But I just want to make sure that we uh, keep it classy and we say all the right things and uh, – Shout out to the Rams and, uh, you know, good luck in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all part of the rivalry. Uh, we don't like, I mean, especially for for Northern California 49er fans, Jason. The, you know, I know you're a Niner fan, but from Jersey, uh, San Francisco fans don't tend to like Los Angeles teams uh, and vice versa. And it's a bummer that this season had to end against a Los Angeles team, something, uh, you know, San Francisco Giants fans are a little familiar with, uh, you know, that that happened in October. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to the Rams. I mean, I I, I know I, I think, and, and we're going to talk about it all. Uh, I think the thing that gets lost in the six game losing streak is is the Rams are, are a very good football team in their own right, uh, and, and we're obviously going to talk to it. So obviously, from the Sprint Red Option podcast of the Los Angeles Rams, I know Sean McVay is watching. Um, congratulations on the Super Bowl berth, and uh, we'll we'll see how you guys do against the Bengals. That's it's going to be uh, 
it's going to be a Super Bowl. I'll tell you that much. Maybe not the Super Bowl a lot of people wanted, uh, especially this part of the world. Uh, but it is cool that we get to uh, we do get to see you know a, a different team, the Bengals in the Super Bowl. HR, thank you for the donation. Uh, repeat of the Super Bowl, the defense collapsed in the second half, and the quarterback and coach choked. Same issue. So why be surprised? The same result. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about that. We're we're, yeah. we're going to get to all those thoughts because there, there's a lot of places where this game. Uh, a change, and I'm making sure I'm clocked out on lunch real quick. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm gonna double check. I'm on lunch right now, guys. So, Jason, give give some thoughts, and then we're gonna go yeah. through the, the whole game. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny to watch things play out the way the game, you know, started. You know, I had a higher up look um, early on in the game, and uh, the, the the first thing that jumps out at you is, you know, you can watch the play develop. You see George Kittle screaming up the seam by himself, and I'm I'm literally saying Kittle, 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 Kittle. And the ball goes up and it comes down. Um, fortunately, it wasn't completed. But those are the type of plays, especially in a do or die game like that, that you can't miss. And you can't, you cannot, especially when it is schemed wide open for you just like that. And and you can see it happening. George Kittle's running down the seam. And I'm I'm literally yelling, Kittle, Kittle, Kittle. It's there. It's right there for you. And that that's, I don't know if that was necessarily a sign, but it was something where, mm-hmm. man, you have to make every single play because you don't know what's going to happen down the line. And who knows if that changes the outcome, but again, that one had to happen, right? Like it it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily something that was a tough throw in between two defenders, anything like that. Kittle was wide open. You've got to hit that. You've got to hit that. Like, and it's just, that's just one of the things. And obviously the Rams did an amazing job stopping the run. George Kittle talked about it in the press conference where he talked about, they were jumping into gaps, doing things that they hadn't done and blitz in certain gaps that they hadn't seen. And a lot of the other reasons that the the run game kind of didn't live up to what we thought it would was I felt that on first and second down, it became a little bit predictable that he would be running the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's it's a lot of stuff is like a lot of stuff to break down. But like in the beginning of the game, that first one, that Kittle throw, that one already like kind of bothers you. Right. OK, cool. yeah. That goes down fine. And you know what? I'll just pass it to Andrew. I'll let him start to go through the game so we can actually talk through it like properly because I like that's a simplistic way to look at it. That's not how the game actually started. So, Well, there's a lot of plays that you can point at in this game. And uh, obviously there is, is one in particular that we're going to get into that a lot of people are going to point at because it's the easiest, obvious one. Um but there, there's a lot of places where this game could have changed. Uh, and obviously I'm talking about the Joukowsky Tart uh, dropped interception. We'll get to it. And, and obviously you guys know this podcast and Joukowsky Tart. Uh, Joukowsky Tart, we will forever love him. Um, he was the first and I believe the only player we've had on the podcast. Uh, so so he's he's going to have a soft spot in the heart. So, so obviously a tough, a very tough day for, for the Niners, tough day for Tart. But, you know. Podcast failed a little bit as well, just just because of the tart play. But we'll we'll dive into it. There's plenty friend of friend of the podcast, friend, friend of the, of the podcast pod, and we love him. Um, yeah. So Jaquaski, definitely thinking about you. Uh, you know, obviously a huge play, but he he's better than what that was yesterday. I think we know that. But anyways, we're gonna dive into it. The uh, Niners, obviously, we're here for this reason. The Niners lose the NFC Championship game, uh, twenty to seventeen, to the Los Angeles Rams. Their season is over, uh, but the game starts, uh, you know. Normal game start. The Rams go three and out. Uh, Matt Stafford misses an open Odell Beckham in the middle field, throws a little behind him, ends that drive. And this was something I talked about on Friday, Jason, is what if the Rams go three and out in their opening drive and the Niners score? What does that tell the Rams? And the Niners start out two plays, three yards, nothing going. 
Uh, and just like last week, the first big play of the offense for the 49ers was a play to George Kittle. Last week, it was a drop by George Kittle. That maybe is a touchdown. Uh, this one is Jimmy Garoppolo missing a wide open George Kittle over the middle, incomplete pass, drive over. And it might not be a touchdown. I haven't seen the all 22 where the Rams were. Um, but it, it's a big play if he hits it and the Niners are rolling. Is what it is. It happens. Hey, Don Burr, we love you. Uh, thank you for joining today. Uh, congratulations. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to say just to him because he's a Lions fan. Congrats to Stafford. I know that means a ton to, to the Lions and then all that stuff. Obviously, and, the fans don't like it. And Don, hit me, man. Uh, I'm headed to Mobile, and I'm going to get to talk to your coach. So if you want me to ask him any questions, anything like that, let me know so I can get them in for you. Don Burr wants to know. Um, Perfect. And then, and then the Rams, after the George Kittle missed pass, they start their first real big drive of the game. Uh, they go 10 plays, 64 yards. They get, oh, Don Burr, just no Stafford love. Okay, we get it. We're all in. We're all in. We knew we loved Don Burr. We love it. We love to stay with Don Burr. Uh, the Rams get their first real threatening drive. Uh, they go 10 plays, 64 yards. Uh, and Stafford tries to force a pass to Cooper Cup. Kwan Williams makes a great play to get it up in the air, and Jimmy Ward makes the interception. Uh, first real stop of momentum in that game. Uh, it felt like the Rams maybe started rolling, and 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 they did it. They couldn't get points on the board. Huge. It's still zero zero. Uh, the Niners respond with a six play, thirty seven yard drive. So once again, nothing doing. The Niners can't capitalize. Zero to zero, and Mish Wisnowski has a phenomenal punt. Trent Sherfield gets it at the one yard yard th line, throws it back in. Mario, thank you for the donation. Uh, very disappointing uh, end of the great season, but I am sure the Niners will come back stronger. Cheers, you guys. Thank you very much, Mario. We appreciate you. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski with a phenomenal punt. Trent Sherfield with a great play, catching it at one, throwing it back in. Um, and it looks like, hey, momentum. Niners get it. Uh, the Rams respond with their best drive of the season at a good time for them. 18 plays, 97 yards, 933 off the clock. It takes it from 319 in the first quarter to 846. In the second, uh, Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup, not much you can do about it. I mean, and that's something we'll talk about here in a minute as well. Uh, the Rams go up seven to zero, and it, it's the first, eh, we don't know, okay, not, not great. Uh, but the Niners respond right away. Four plays, 75 yards. That guy, Debo Samuel, 44-yard touchdown run. He, he breaks through a bunch of tackles. Alex Mack had a huge block out in front uh, to open that up. Uh, to give the Niners a seven to or tie the game seven to seven. Debo Samuel, humongous. We'll talk about him. Jason has a point he wants to make. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously Debo Samuel, but I will say that Jimmy Garoppolo's best throw that I've seen in a long time was that throw to Debo Samuel uh, to to Brandon Ayuk on the sideline, mm -hmm. and that yes. was an absolute dime, right? And it's just a shame, you know, Ayuk wasn't able to keep himself in. But that was here's. I know we're going to get into the discourse of this game and, and what happened. My goodness, man! Jimmy made some throws early in this game, man, and 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 throughout and throughout all the way into like like we'll get to it. I know that, but I'm just like that throw. I looked, I was like, oh, that's a that's a big boy throw. First of all, one thing that you'd never see from Jimmy or you know whoever's under center is if there's a one on one situation, they don't take shots. They're yeah. not gonna say, hey, let's just throw it and see what happens. Jimmy put that right in Ayuk's hands, and that was a beautiful throw. So I wanted to make sure we highlighted that. And Debo Samuel, man, just what else, man? He did everything, carried this team, man. That's why it was, it was so hurtful to see him on the sideline after the game because he just literally does it all, man. We have another donation from Bruce. Um, 
Bruce, thank you for the donation, buddy. Hats off to Rams. Niners, I'll play it. I'll coach. Rams played Bay Music last minute. It was Dagger. My daughter was crying. Fine. Killed her the whole game. She's three. I'm sorry, Bruce. I'm sorry that your daughter was crying. And, yeah, they definitely trolled the 49ers after after the interception at the end there. And they were playing Mac Dre and everything, E40. Shout out to them for that. It's a oh, it's yeah. a funny move. Like, what are you supposed to do? But back to this drive. Like, that IU throw was very impressive. And then Debo Samuel, what more can you say about Debo Samuel, man? I just I, – I've run out of things to say. I have never seen a player literally will his team to – near victory or carry them like the it, it, i've never seen a position player do this no. i've never seen a position player do this not a quarterback a position player man yeah and, and i mean it was it was it was a little scary with the Ayuk play he wasn't able to stay in bounds when he could have you know it's tough i'm not going to judge a player for losing his bounce whatever they do a lot um but you know out of it we get you know maybe maybe the last big debo play of the season uh, with that 44-yard touchdown, so it was good to see him get it going. It was really the first time the Niners off the run game. Uh, well, it was a pass, actually. It was a screen, not a run. I apologize. Um, it was the first real big play for the Niners, and, and they were able to tie uh, tie it up late in the uh, – or well, halfway through the second quarter. HR, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'll read it. Jed kicked out some squirrels to refs like L.A. owners. I like it, HR, <laughs> man. I like it. I think it's funny, man. <laughs> we, lo- we love it. Um the Rams then respond with a 12 play 41 yard drive, another long drive, but maybe I, I didn't think about this until Jordan Elliott splash cousins tweeted it. Uh, the Rams drive ends with a 54 yard field goal miss by Matt Gay, oh, which yeah. is, which is really interesting to run him out from 54 considering he missed a 47 yard field goal short last week. So an interesting decision and, and not the first interesting decision made by Sean McVay this game because his usage of the timeouts in the four in the second half, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now this puts us the Niners in a situation they're kind of familiar with. Not bar for bar, the same thing. Uh, the Niners in Week 18 were trailing 17-0 to zero at this point with the ball last second going into the half. And they're able to kick a field goal to make it 17-3, to three, and they score a touchdown on the other side to make it 17-10 to 10 to change it up. The Niners here, they do the same thing. Different score, obviously. They go on an eight-play, 36-yard drive. Robbie Gold kicks a 38-yard field goal to take it into the half. The Niners are getting the ball back. And Jason, honestly, full honesty, I think this is where I felt good. I think this is where – I know Crocker felt good on Twitter. I saw him tweet a few things at halftime. The Niners scoring that field goal right before the half felt huge with the Niners getting the ball back. And that's what we were talking about is score, then come back. And that's the reason they deferred when they won the coin toss. That's always been a strategy, and that's usually how they do it. And it's a it's a pretty good strategy when it pans out. That's how they were able to get back in the first Rams game, as you pointed to. And it was a good strategy because if they score and score, then things – you put the Rams in the position you want them to be in in terms of trying to come back because you figure this team would be able to put them away. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely the sentiment in the stadium, and everybody was feeling the same exact way. Uh, yeah, it, it really felt good. Niners getting the ball. That's usually a position they excel in. Uh, and then things kind of start a little ominous. Uh, first play from scrimmage in the second half. Garoppolo throws it behind Debo Samuel and Jalen Ramsey drops and it would be interception. Uh, wouldn't be the first time Jalen Ramsey drops a pick uh, this game. He has one later in the game. And the Niners can't really get it going. They, they get into Rams territory. Uh, it takes eight plays, 40 yards, uh, and they have to punt. Uh, and and the Niners don't get it done, so it's it's now ten to seven, giving the Rams the ball back at the uh, in the second half. Uh, but the Rams they don't do much either. They they go down seven plays, forty six yards, and this was 
this is where I felt another momentum change. Uh, the Rams had a second and one at the 43, a third and one at the 43, and a fourth and one at the 43. Obviously, they're not getting yards. They're staying at the 43. Um, but the Niners don't allow the first down, and this is the real, the first real questionable evasive decision. Um, he challenges the quarterback sneak, which, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo, factually better than Matt Stafford and quarterback sneaks. Want to get that out there. Um, and, and sure the spot might've been a little off. Uh, I thought he got a little more than he did, but it was never enough to get an overturn on that. It was never enough. And so Sean McVay wastes his first time out on a challenge. I get the challenge. I understand it. Uh, but to me, I value the timeout a little more in that situation, especially being down. You need those timeouts later in the game. Um, but, but the Rams don't get the first down. The Niners get the ball back. And they respond with a 10-play, 58-yard drive that results in a open George Kittle in the back of the end zone, 16-yard touchdown. And the Niners are up 10, minute 59 left in the third quarter. Uh, and it feels really good. It feels it feels really, really good. Big play there. Juwan Jennings on third down, absolutely carrying people to get a first down on that third down. And then the next, the, the next play was the Kittle touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it felt beautiful right there in that moment in, in in the in the stadium. You start to feel 17 to 7, 10 point lead. Now the 49ers are in their spot. Like they have their chance right here in front of them. And uh yeah, that the, the throw to Kittle was beautiful. Um, but that Jawan Jennings play on third down, man, do not overlook that. He literally was stopped about two or three yards short of the marker and carried many rams over the line and uh it kept the drive going it just kind of felt really good at that moment as as you just explained andrew yeah jennings catches it he catches it about a yard short two yards short of the first down marker carries about three rams with him across the line of scrimmage uh elijah mitchell had a run for minus one yards in between the kittle touchdown and that play but yeah huge play that, that i mean that's what we've come to expect from Jawan jennings that's what we, that's who he is he's the new kendrick Bourne. And he's really settled in that role, and it's it's very exciting to see where he goes, you know, from from twenty two twenty two, and beyond. Uh, our boogie, thank you for the donation. Long time listener, can't be mad, especially starting the season three and five. Lots of questions the off season. Took a day off just cause. Yeah, I'm 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 bar for bar gonna say that our boogie. Like in a minute here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. Uh, so thank you for the donation. Appreciate you jumping my point there. Um, so the Niners go up 17 to seven. It's feeling good. And then the Rams go on another decent drive, a seven play, 75 yards. It takes them from the minute 59 point uh, in the third quarter to 1330. So they got we, you, Andrew. Well, I said Lance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is what it is. is I'm a Niner fan first and foremost. Um, and, and this is where, you know, the Niners had a 10 point lead at the start of the third quarter or the end of the third quarter, which you could also say they had a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Rams only had to go 20 yards in the fourth quarter to get that lead down to three. Uh, Stafford hits Cooper Cup open in the back of the end zone. What are you going to do about it, right? Cooper Cup's very good. And this is where the offense stops working. Um, this is where the offense stops working. Uh, the Niners go on a six-play, 36-yard drive, takes 335 off the clock. And this is probably where I got the most frustrated with Kyle Shanahan, and we're going to talk about Shanahan here in a minute. Uh, Warren, thank you for the donation. Uh, we made the NFC Championship game with no big-time trades or free agency, no significant contributions from the top three picks and suspect quarterback play. The future is bright. That's a good way to look at it, too. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good ways to look at this. Um, this, this. This play here is the first play where I got mad at Kyle Shanahan, and, mm -hmm. and this isn't a we're going to get mad at Kyle Shanahan segment because – 
Kyle Shanahan's a large part why they're in this situation, but sometimes he definitely thinks too hard about things. Um, he set up the the Trent Williams going left to right play twice last week. One time worked, one time didn't. Elijah Mitchell makes the wrong read. The Niners have a third and two at the Rams 45. Williams goes left to right. Um, and the ball goes to use check up the middle. The Rams snuff it out. Um, and and I get the thought. We we talk about trend breakers or whatever you want to call. I forget what the exact word it is. Um, but to me, anytime you get rid of Trent Williams in a play and you run the ball straight to Aaron Donald, which I know Williams isn't blocking Aaron Donald, I get that. Uh, it's it's a questionable decision in my mind. Yeah, this is uh this isn't easy for me to say, but this is where Kyle Shanahan got me, man. Um you have the May using his last time out on another dumb challenge, mm-hmm. fourth down. You have to go for it there. And the reason mm-hmm. that you have to go for it there is you're playing to not lose the game. You're not playing to win the game. And you have a chance right there to finish it. And for you to say that it was the right decision, it was the safe decision, or you just gave the ball right back to them anyway, what was safe about it? I mean, if you were going to give them the ball, it didn't matter right at that point. You punted and put it back, what, 20 more yards? Mm-hmm. The risk and the reward on that fourth down, you have to get it. If you're the team you think you are, don't play to lose, not lose the game. Win the game. So you know you know what it is with me and Kyle. I love Kyle. I don't agree with that. And I felt like that was a sign of hesitance and sometimes something that should be picked apart in terms of the way that Kyle does. He goes through his risk-reward, right, like factor. And playing is safe is playing to lose sometimes. You know, uh, to the to the spoils go the victor, and the people who are up front they go for it, and they and they make those they make the big move, like they they put the chips in the table, and I would have loved to have seen that right there from Kyle. Fortunately, it didn't happen, and uh, yes, um, that's the one that's gonna that's the one that's gonna bother me a lot more than any other play I think in this game more than anything and we still have a lot more to get to but that fourth down call is the one that bothers me so not playing to win as opposed to trying not to lose has a lot to do with why the 49ers are are not playing in a game in two weeks see i'm a little indifferent on it i'm I'm aggressive in that situation fourth and two scares me a little more than fourth and one I, i i understand the thought of going for it i was okay with him being a little conservative there did I want him to go for it? Yes, I always want to go for it. To be honest, like I'm, I my, my friends get annoyed with me with how often like do you go for it here? And they say no, Andrew. It's fourth and eighteen at their own twenty. Like what are you talking about, uh, Keith? Thank you for the donation. Only silver lining it was in Seattle. Uh, yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. It's the next worst thing, but hey, it's not Seattle. Um, I so, love the positivity so the, in the chat right now. <laughs> yeah, we love this. We love. Hey, hey, we we tried to start to say something positive about the Niners last year. We love it. This is when we need it the most. Um, so the Niners do punt, and it's a 30-yard difference, Jason. Uh, the Niners have the ball at the 45. They punt it down to the 15. Um, and then the play that a lot of Niner fans are going to go back to, um, partially fairly, partially unfairly, um, 
Uh, Matt Stafford tries a deep pass to ESPN says Van Jefferson. It was to nobody. Uh, he, it was just one of those Matt Stafford plays where he chucks it up. Uh, Joukowsky Tart sits under it uh, and he can't pull it in. And, and this is, this is a point of contention for a lot of fans saying this lost them the game. The Rams still had to go 85 yards to score. The defense had plenty of chances to stop them. Uh, I would argue the next play has just as much to do it, do with it. Uh, Back-to-back, uncharacteristically bad plays for both safeties. Start with the dropped interception. Odell Beckham makes a catch on the sideline. Jimmy Ward hits him in the helmet as he's going down. Um, Keith, thank you for the donation. We appreciate it. Um, um, Jimmy Ward hits Odell Beckham in the head as he's going down. A gain of 29 turns into a gain of 36. He got his hit. Uh, He got his hit. He said he wanted his hit, right? Yeah, he got his hit. And and unfortunately, it was – not one you're allowed to do. Um, and the Rams take the ball from their own 15, and now they're at the Niners 41. Uh, they don't do a ton. They do get the ball into close to the red zone. Matt Gay hits a 47, 40 yard field goal to tie it up at 17. And this is a situation we've seen plenty of time with this Niners team. Uh, 649 left tie game the Niners need points and this is where more often than not they they do hit and then say what you want about Jimmy Garoppolo I get it we don't like him we're Niner fans we're, we're grumpy about him I get it uh but this is where we've had some time you know to understand what Jimmy Garoppolo is he, he comes through in these situations more often than not and what does he do uh how about a three play drive minus five yards a delay a game incomplete pass incomplete pass incomplete pass uh the Niners can't do anything. Uh, and Gunner, thank you for the donation. Punt would have matter if Tart catches the easiest interception in the world. Would have changed the momentum. However, no guarantee with score or win. Just huge miss. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get to that. We're going to talk about it here in a minute. Uh, Joe, GG's to you boys. Uh, we had to dig deep to win that. Quick question. Why does it seem like Kittle isn't involved as a Super Bowl year? He's a monster. We'll probably get to that too. But Because his, I mean, his quarterback doesn't hit him. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, his numbers look different if, if that first pass pass to him is caught, uh, but it isn't, and we're here talking about it. Shout out to the, uh, shout out to the Rams fans donating. Shout out to the Rams fans in here. Congratulations one more time. Um, you know, and uh, good luck uh, in two weeks. Good luck into a home game. Absolutely earned it. Shout out. So uh, the Niners go three plays minus five yards, take twenty three seconds off the clock. That sets up the Rams for a ten play, forty nine yard drive. Um, they just kind of moved the ball down the field. They got in the field goal range. Kind of what we're used to seeing Jimmy Garoppolo do in these situations. Kind of quick, short plays. Uh, gets it down the field, the field goal. And then it it, it really sets up uh, something we're used to seeing from Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, a minute 46 left. Three points. Um, and it didn't happen. Uh, Garoppolo, incomplete pass to Hasty, A pass to Juwan Jennings, minus three yards. And then... Kind of the play that sums up the Jimmy Garoppolo time with the Niners. He's trying to make something happen, just kind of throws it up, and it's intercepted. Niner season ends. The Rams kneel it out, and that's where we sit. 20 to 17, final score. The 49ers season is over. Uh, and obviously, Jason, I'll let you pick the first point we start at. I do want to start with this point. Uh, this isn't a point in time where we need to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo's future with the 49ers, uh, what Trey Lance is going to be. Uh, what the Niners do this offseason. Uh, we're going to have six months to talk about it. I think it's obvious that that was Jimmy Garoppolo's last game with the 49ers. Uh, but the day after the NFC Championship isn't the time to have that conversation. So the conversation we're going to have about Jimmy Garoppolo, 
uh, the conversation we're going to have about Joukowsky Tart, any of that stuff, it all is in regard to what happened in the 2021 season. It is all in regard to what happened in the 60 minutes yesterday. In terms of the future, we have six months to talk about. So, Jason, where do you want to start? Um, let's take this donation from Milf Hunter. Uh, last play was fitting for the end of the Jimmy G era, sort of. I want to start with Tart. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of players that have taken more criticism for not making plays, intercepting passes than Tart. I'll tell you the experience that I had in the stadium. Made my way down. Somehow finagled my way into the 100 section, and uh, the pass went up. I saw Tart track it. I said he's got it. I turned to my to my buddy Tim Sprinkle. Shout out to him. And I said he did it, and he dropped it. I look on the screen. I see Tart laid down. He's I'm gutted. I'm gutted for this man. I really am. He and. Shout out to him because it was very easy for him to not go to the podium because of COVID, right? Like, like this is something that, that was talked about. They wouldn't let people in the locker room. He could just go do whatever he wanted. Like, if he wanted to just get on the bus and go home, he could. Stood up in front of everybody, owned it, said, that's a play I need to make in my sleep. I think it's easy for us as fans, observers, to say you have to make that play. But the game doesn't end because of that. And on that same exact drive, they only gave up three points. Plays needed to be made in other ways. I could pick apart a bunch of people in this game on defense that were giving it up. In the secondary, particularly, right? But we don't do that. You win as a team, you lose as a team. Everybody everybody has a portion to play in the game. And all you have is a certain amount of time to make plays. I get it. I get it, guys. You're upset. Because it looked like it was something right there. You even heard Joe Buck say when I watched the replay this morning, it made it even it made me even sicker. Picked. Oh, he dropped it. Um, it is what it is, man. You still had plays to make. You still were leading in the game. You still had an offense. Tart don't play offense. Tart's not on offense. You still have to move the ball. Other people, everything. It's a team game. It's not one person's job. It's not one person's fault. I'll say this. The Super Bowl loss feels like this, but it took an entire team to blow that one, including Kyle Shanahan. It took an entire team to lose this one. Same exact way. You guys, somebody has to make a play, and somebody has to pick the other person up. You still have to keep playing. So I'm not just going to sit here and blame him, and it's just, it's just tough because there's not a guy who wants to be here more with this organization than Tart. There's not a guy who wants to be successful more than Tart for the 49ers fans. There's not a guy who wants to be. He bet on himself to be here. He took a one-year deal to stay here. That wasn't because the market dried up. It's because he wanted to be here and he wants to play for this organization. And I'm sick that that's going to be the last memory that many people have of him as a 49er, because I don't expect him to come back this year, next year. I don't. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's frustrating to see a guy who cares so much, who plays his ass off like that, to have all of that come down to that and have people say so so many crazy things about him. I'm just, I'm gutted for the man. I'm absolutely hurt. 
Let's take this from Warren. Um, if Jimmy G hits that pass to Kittle, pair with the IU catch, Rams will sell out on the run, making it a completely different game. That's a that's a, a fair mm-hmm. assessment, I'd say. Um, Isaac, shout out to the shout out to you for the donation as well. It's therapeutic listening to you guys. This game serves a purpose. We get a clean break from Jimmy G and move on to Trey. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I kind of just feel calm about it because it's that's it. It's the end. So you know. Oh um, yeah. We're we're, we're going to have a wider quarterback conversation at some point, and I have some ideas too. Right. right? But, May not necessarily include Trillians, but hey. But yeah, um, yeah, in terms of start, man, I just wanted to make sure we got that out there. Um, I just uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm just – I'm hurt for the guy. I really am, man, because nobody wanted that more than he did. Nobody wanted to um, – wanted to help this organization and help them more than he did. HR, again, thank you for the donation. Man, you're killing it. Surprisingly, McVay finally adjusted to stop the run. Yeah, Raheem Morris did, and they did something different, and George Kittle talked about that for sure. But, um, yeah, just I wanted to get that off my chest with Tart. Um, you heard Joe Staley talk after the game. That's why I, I tweeted that out because it was it's a beautiful thing. He's he's played with Kyle Williams, and he's played with Joukowsky Tart, and, and they both happened in NFC championship, championship games. I'm sorry to bring that up, but it, it is what it is. But you win as a team, you lose as a team. And uh, nobody remembers that drop pick if you finish it off on offense. You score more points if you finish the game. If I would have told anybody in here, I had the prediction 28-21. The Rams scored 20 points. 20. If I would have told you the Rams were going to score 20, you would have said the Niners win. Big. Big. That's the problem, man. There's a lot of things going on in this game, and it's not, you know, one or two plays shift momentum. There's pivotal plays for sure. But that's not the way you define games. So, again, shout out to Kwaski. Keep your head up, bro. Keep balling. Nobody blames you. Nobody's blaming you. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. And, and if you are, I, th- I think um, you watched the wrong game because there's a lot of points where this game was, you know, was lost. Um, you can't just point to that one play. Uh, I, I don't think that's fair. Uh, I don't think it's ever fair really to do just one play. One play doesn't decide a game. It's a 60-minute game for a reason. And I do I, I do want to read a couple things because it is it, it is a part of the Kwasi-Tart story. Um because you mentioned him going, you know, in, in front of the press after the game, uh, but social media as well. Um, you know, he doesn't have to do this stuff. He, he doesn't. He he really doesn't. He could easily say, "Hey, whatever. It happened. I passed it." Uh, he goes on Twitter after the game, tweets, "No excuses. I deserve all the criticism my way. Uh, opportunity I dream of. I came up short. Let my brothers down. I still won't define. It's a, it still won't define me as a person slash player." only will get stronger and better. And then on Twitter or on, on Instagram, he gets more than 240 characters. Um, and he wrote to all the young athletes in the world. I want you to know failure will happen many times in your life. Just understand it's a moment to embrace, never back down from it. Failure will never define you. I'm choosing to use this moment in my platform to encourage uplift many people. Even though I failed in a moment of truth in front of the world, I wouldn't change a thing. There will always be better days ahead. Just keep your faith in the most high uh and continue to work sending love and peace to my brothers family and friends i appreciate you hashtag niner faithful hashtag agent three and wait one more thing the 49ers are not in this game without jaquaski tart no either yeah that was the point wait, i was and, gonna make i'll let you take it oh no no go for it then andrew go for it uh, i'm assuming we're making the same point is it the same point george kittle made I mean, the Aaron Jones play right before halftime in Green Bay, if he doesn't make that tackle, Niners might not be in this situation. Uh, There's a lot of plays 
uh, that, that he made throughout the season uh, that, that, you know, yeah, they're not, they're not plays that appear on stat sheet. We get a lot of people that, that sit there and look at the box score and see, you know, he doesn't have interceptions, but he does a lot of different things. And, you know, obviously there is, there is a chance, there is a chance that Joukowsky Tart is in the Niner this year. I'd probably say greater chance than there isn't. Um, and, and, and we'll, we'll see how different this defense looks without him, uh, without him and Ward back there. We'll have, the Niners will obviously have Ward. Uh, we'll see who they replace him with, but some fungo, we'll see what happens. Uh, Luis, thank you for the donation. What's up guy. First time being here with you guys. I can get over the loss, but I'm hurting because Debo, he put it all on the line for the season. And yeah, I guess that'll be my point. I was going to go into the Grop low conversation, but let's talk okay. about Debo. Yeah, uh, I I'm think that's up. a great... Let's save, let's save Debo for the end, man. Let's save Debo for the end. Okay. Because have... that's something positive. Let's, let's, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo, he was fine in the first half. Kind of, we've seen it. I mean, obviously the miss pass to Kittle sucks. We've talked about it plenty of times here. He was fine in the first half. Uh, and then the second half, the wheels just kind of fall off. Um, and then there's a lot of ways to look at this. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to look at it as Garoppolo's not good. That's, you know, whatever you want to do, that's fair. Um, the run game didn't work all game. Uh, they had what 25 carries for 50 yards, something like that. It, it was like 2.5 yards a carry. Um, that makes it tougher on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, it, things like that. But Garoppolo, <sighs> Jason, we talked about 250, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He came up, he came close to it. Um, but I think this 232 hits a little differently considering he probably should have been closer to 300 plus. Uh, the Kittle play being one of them, um, all that fun, you know, things like that. Um, Garoppolo just wasn't good enough. And and that's kind of what the fear was at any given point was, well, what if other things don't work and they need Garoppolo to show up? And in a game where your rushing offense gets 20 carries for 50 yards, you kind of need Jimmy Garoppolo to show up. And yeah, he had that fantastic throw to Brandon Ayuk. Um, but when you look in a situation where after the Niners go up 17 to 14, the Niners offense goes six plays for 28 yards. Uh, and that's over a quarter and a half. Um, I don't know what else there is to say other than you need a quarterback who can win in those situations. And, and I can name three quarterbacks off the top of my head who can win in that situation in, in, in a situation where you need your core. Cause as I said, Jimmy Garoppolo wins in that situation a lot because a lot of other things are working. And I have such a hard time to blame the defense when they give up 20 points, the fifth best offense in the NFL, when three quarterbacks, no particular reason I'm bringing these names up, win a game like yesterday, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, and Deshaun Watson. Obviously I know Deshaun Watson, total different situation. Um, but those are three quarterbacks the Niners have been tied to three quarterbacks. The Niners didn't get, as I said, Watson, not fair being mentioned in this because Watson's a whole separate situation. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good enough quarterback to win games. We know that we hate quarterback wins. We've grown to be tired of that stat, but the fact of the matter is Jimmy Garoppolo was good enough to win games. Jimmy Garoppolo was never good enough to be the reason the 49ers won a football game. And yesterday showed that. And there's a reason they're moving on from him. What Jimmy Garoppolo was as a 49er quarterback was something special we will never forget. We will never discount what he made us feel in 2017 when the Niners were 1-9, 1-10, and, and they finish 
six and ten. I will never forget the devastation I felt when he goes down in 2018. When it feels like, hey, maybe this is the year the Niners can get, do something. He goes down with the torn ACL. I will, I will never forget that feeling. How I was drunk walking down K Street in Sacramento and damn near in tears because I knew the season was over at that point because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I'll never forget the feeling he gave us getting that team to the Super Bowl. I know it wasn't him. Uh, it wasn't all him, but he was a part of it. Um, you can criticize Jimmy Garoppolo for what he was yesterday, not good and not enough for the Niners to win, but praise him for what he was for this organization. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm a little slower than a lot of people to push him out of the door because, yeah, there was bad moments. There was good moments. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday was the end of an era in Niners history that I don't think is one that should be forgotten because of the losses. Uh, but I think there's a lot of other quarterbacks in the NFL that win the game yesterday. And that's a large reason why the Niners traded for Trey Lance. And that's a large reason why the Niners are okay with moving off of a quarterback who got them to two NFC championship games in four years. So there's my Jimmy Garoppolo talk. Uh, and that's all I really want to say about Jimmy Garoppolo at this time until we really get into the offseason. That's, that's my full thought on it. Um, eloquent, smart, level-headed, as usual, Andrew Pasquini. Where would Thank I be you, without Jason you? Aponte. Um, in the same way that I talked about Kwaski, there's no one person, obviously quarterback touches the ball on every single play. So that person gets the credit for the win, gets the praise, things like that. Okay. Many opportunities to steal this game before the fourth quarter happened. Many opportunities on both sides of the ball to make something happen. Right. So it's very easy to nitpick and say one person did this. One person did that. There's a mind-blowing stat out there right now that teams that have had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter in the postseason are 19-2. and Both of those losses are to Jimmy Garoppolo. Out of a quarterback rating that you could possibly have of the highest, 156.3. So that's a 0 to 156 Point three quarterback rating that is possible for you to get. Jimmy Garoppolo had a quarterback rating of 4.8. How much of that has to do with the quarterback being under pressure because the Rams were doing an amazing job? A lot. A lot. But football is a team sport. Sometimes, like Andrew said, the quarterback has to elevate a little bit more. Uh, and I think that everything that everybody's been saying about Jimmy Garoppolo is something that was true 24 hours before this game and is true today. Um, not a knock on the guy. He's a starter in this league. And he will be a starter for another team next year. Yeah. But when you need more, when you need extra, when you need someone to help you a little bit more, fortunately, he's just not that guy. And realistically... There's not many of those guys in this league. Patrick Mahomes folded. Absolutely folded. Right? And he's the... He's oh, the Mahomes best. the large part they lost that game, but nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about that, right? Nobody wants to talk about it. People don't understand how hard it is to have one of those uplifting quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers couldn't even uplift his team. Mm. Tom Brady wasn't even in this game. A lot of football is complimentary. And it's not easy to do that, but in that that stat, that 19-2 and two stat, 
is like living rent free in my mind. Kyle has something to do with that too. Yeah, yeah. This, go is, this isn't a strictly Jimmy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta go for it on that fourth. I felt that a lot of the play calls on first and second down were very predictable. It mm-hmm. didn't put the 49ers in good positions. It didn't put Jimmy Garoppolo in a good position. Um. So again, when is the team loses the team? Everybody deserves blame. Everybody. Penalties on both sides. Soft coverage from Amber Thomas. Soft coverage, missed tackles, all of those things happen, right? Make a play here, make a play there. Things things go differently. In terms of Jimmy Garoppolo, what I wanted to hear, what I want to say is this. He brought life to an organization in 2017 that was struggling to find it. The 49ers were coming off of a team that had Jim Tom Sula, Chip Kelly, and they got the guy that everybody wanted in Kyle Shanahan. All he needed was his guy, right? Along comes this guy who looks like the part. He looks like a Disney prince. He looks he 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 is a winner, right? Like he's he never lost a start um as a patriot. He wins five in a row, knocks off the AFC champion, uh AFC championship contender, Jacksonville Jaguars, and injects life into this franchise, into this fan base. Andrew talked about 2018 when he gets injured. And unfortunately, that was the season. That's right. 2019, he comes back. 49ers make that run. Mm-hmm. 2020, obviously, that's what happens. And look at this team. Three and five. A lot of people wanted Trey Lance to start, including us. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Shanahan got them to the NFC Championship game. Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback of that team. And you can't tell the story of Jimmy Garoppolo without with by leaving all that stuff out. Yeah. And you got to be classy now with the way that you talk about it because it's done. Mm-hmm. It's done. He's yeah. not coming back. And the, there was only a 1% chance that he was going to come back only based on his play. It would have either been him absolutely dominating in his MC championship game and winning the game and then absolutely dominating in the Super Bowl. And we know that it's not his bag. It's not in many quarterbacks' bags. That's another thing I want to keep pointing out. But – be reasonable with the way that you look at him. He's not the full sole reason. Tart's not the sole reason. Everybody contributed to this loss. And when people say it's kind of fitting how that last throw went, it's not fitting. But that's Jimmy. And it's always been him. And when anybody ever comes across with any sort of constructive criticism of Jimmy Garoppolo, the one side takes it as hate. And the other side says, you're being too soft. Again, it's not here. It's not here. Where you evaluate Jimmy Garoppolo is somewhere in the middle. And now we don't have to have this conversation anymore. Maybe that's why I feel so at peace about this, Andrew. I just feel at peace about it because it's done. I don't have to listen to it anymore. I don't have to see people going crazy on other people on Twitter. I don't have to discuss it ad nauseum to make points that are the same exact points that people have made the entire time. It's done. I feel at peace right now. You know why? Because it's done. Yeah. It's done. And now turn the page and move on. Jimmy Garoppolo, thank you for everything. Good luck with whatever team you're at next year. And I'll always have the memories and I'll always have the moments. But it's done. It is done. Stop talking about it. Let's take this donation from Ray Johnson. 
I uh, thank you for the donation, buddy. I needed to hear reasonable conversation. Thank you, guys. It hurts, but this was a decent year overall. Absolutely. Three and five. This team was minutes away from making the Super Bowl. Not sure you could have asked for anything more than that. But to put a bow on it, it's done. I don't want to hear it anymore. That's why I wanted to end with Debo. I, I want to talk about this. I want to get it out because I will not discuss this man anymore. I will not be roped into any more discussions about him. I will not listen to people constantly bash a guy that is not going to be here next year. Season is over. The story is written. It is done. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that, that, that's just what it is. It's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo is it's a weird, confusing, exciting bummer timeline for the 49ers and I, I don't think i'd i trade anything for because it, it was electric it, 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 i mean jimmy garoppolo was the reason the niners were that sneaky team to pick in 2018 and 19 um it just it, it, it well it's going to be an interesting offseason let's just say that because garoppolo has gone the quarterback position you know it's kind of a question mark you like to think there's an answer on this roster uh but you know and there probably is with trey lance but there's also Maybe a couple answers that may or may not be available. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see. And, and as I said, that's another conversation for another day. Uh, Jason, I want to say one point because I'm on a time limit. I got 10 minutes before I got to go to lunch before go. we get to the Debo. Uh, I want to give the Rams credit. Uh, they beat the Niners at their own game. They won the time yep. of possession battle. Their run game wasn't great, but it was better than the first two weeks. And a big reason the Niners lost this game was Odell Beckham Jr. Because yep. Cooper Cup was going to get his. We knew it. He got 100-plus yards every time. Uh, the first two times these two teams played Odell Beckham combined for four catches and 38 yards, 36 yards in those two previous games. He goes off for nine uh, receptions for 113. You can only allow Cooper Cup to beat you. You cannot let a second guy beat you, and the Niners let that happen. So I, we're, we're covering this from the Niners aspect because of what we are. We're a Niners podcast, but the Rams beat the Niners. That's flat out what it was. Oh, and they played thought, the Niners game better than the Niners played. I thought Odell was washed, though. Odell's washed though. It's okay, Jason. That's pretty funny. So, uh, Coach so B, it was so it was Baker. It was Baker. <laughs> Coach B, thank you for the donation. Next season, Jimmy Sands will complain about Lance's growing pains. Yeah, it's it, it, it's how it is. It, it, that's how it is. That's the beast of of social media. Is what it is. Scott, thank you, Jason. Hundred percent agree. Uh, best Jimmy G summary. Respect, bro. Um, yeah, that, that's yeah. I, I think there's a right way to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, and there's a wrong way. Um, and I, I think the right way is to talk about what he was and not talk about replacing him right now because replacing him is going to happen. Uh, Jason, we have 10 minutes left. We have a whole Debo thing to talk about. So I'm going to ignore the first two stars. Uh, we usually do That's three it. stars. We'll go. You ready? Count of three. Number one star for the 49ers yesterday. One, two, three, Debo, Debo Samuel. Um, I, I mean, the running game, the running game didn't work. It is what it is. Uh, seven carries, 26 yards. Elijah Mitchell, 11 carries for 20 yards. Debo Samuel, four receptions, 72. The Rams did a great job with Debo Samuel. Like, like let's be honest. And he still got his. He had almost 100 total yards. Um, he did take that big hit, which, you know, it, it's a football play. I'm not going to yell about it being a dirty hit because it wasn't. It was a football play. Throw a better ball, maybe, you know, things like that, whatever. Um, but for me in large part, why Debo Samuel is getting the first star today is not just what he was yesterday, but what he was this whole season. Um, and this feels like this feels, I guess the best way to write this, write this out, Jason is the first 
35 episodes of this podcast this season was our, our essay. We wrote a beautiful long essay about what Debo Samuel is. And this feels like we're at the summary paragraph. Um, Debo Samuel was the best player on the 49ers offense. And the next couple of weeks, we're going to have an award show. Um, you know, like we did last year where we're going to let the fans vote. Um, I don't even think I'm going to put, I, I probably will. I don't even think I'm going to put an MVP of the season category up because it's Debo Samuel. That's the answer. Uh, if you vote any other player, you're wrong. And I'm sorry to say that usually things like this are objective. Um, but seeing, I, I, I told you guys, I told you guys on Friday that for me, there won't be a ton of hurt. It won't be disappointment. It'll be, it'll be a, if they lose this game, you know, it sucks. It's going to be a bummer, but as a whole, this season was so fun. It was unexpected. They got to this point. And then, God damn it, Fox had to show Debo on the sideline. I know. And that's where I lost it. Yeah. Um, and that's where it kind of hit. Um, I, I, I don't really have a point to make other than Debo Samuel was the best player on this 49ers team. Uh, and it sucks that it had to end like that. Um I don't have a point to make, Jason. Debo Samuel's the best player on this team. And this season doesn't happen without him. Get him get him an MVP vote. That's all we want, baby. Give him one MVP vote. Jason, I'll let you wrap it up. Uh, and then we'll get out of here within the next eight minutes. Just got it for the man. He did everything he could. I mean, he fought through all those injuries in in the, the Green Bay game. He, he when he fell to the ground in SoFi, every 40 every 49er fan. Every 49er fan in that building put their hands over their mouths and stood silently. And then they started to chant, Debo, Debo, Debo. And when he got up, everybody everybody breathed a sigh of relief. And then when he ran back out on the next play, it just it's emblematic of what he was for this team, what he means to this team. The singular most important player, including the quarterback on his team, Debo Samuel, saved the season many times. Chicago, Detroit, he made a play. Anytime you need to play Debo Samuel, gutted for that man because you said it. I walked out. I walked out before, um, you know, after the interception happened. I started to make my way out. Because I wasn't going to sit there and I wasn't going to watch them raise that trophy and I wasn't going to watch them kneel it out. I was out. When I saw the video of Odell running to him, he was the last one on the bench, last one, and he and he runs off. And then, like, right before he left the tunnel, too, I don't know if you saw that video, he, dro- he dropped again. He dropped again, and they had to, like, get him up. Uh, you, you can't ask anything more of a football player. You can't ask anything more of a football player to leave it all out there on the field for his team. I've never seen a player be more important to a 49ers offense in the 37 years that I've been alive watching the 49ers play. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Jerry Rice, I get it. Terrell Owens, I get it. Never have I ever seen a player carry a team by himself in one mm-hmm. way than I did with Debo Samuel. I will never forget it, and we are blessed. Pay that man, lifetime 49er, never let him leave, ever. I don't care who the quarterback is, Debo Samuel needs to be here. And I am so proud of him. I am so proud of this team. To put a bow on it, 
love this team, love their fight, love the moments, love this year, because none of it was expected, no matter how much we talked about it in the offseason, about, um, you know, run it back 2019 vibes. Maybe we bought into that a little bit earlier, but then reality set in pretty early in the season that this is football. You still have to play the games. For anybody to say that they saw this coming is either just blind optimism or you're just smarter than everybody else. And right now, what I'm going to do, it hurts, it sucks, but I'm reflective of the memories. I'm reflective of the moments. And I cannot say any of those things happen without Debo Samuel. I love this team. I love the fight. I love the journey. I love this season. And I I, I don't know how better to put it, you know, at this point. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to think, like, and obviously um... – <laughs> Gavin, thank you. I love it. Yeah, there. I love it too. Never thought yeah, I'd yeah. say Kicker's my favorite player. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Gold, Golder, dude. Yeah. Lifetime 49er as well, too, for yelling at Jalen Ramsey yeah. as well, too, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, obviously, prisoner of the moment thing, but I can't think of a more important single individual offensive player in my lifetime. I know there's individual choices. You know, Kaepernick's up there, um, Owens, Rice, you know, things like that. But in terms of single player impact on an offense, I don't think we'll ever see Debo. Like, people need to understand, like, I know Debo's going to have high expectations next year. Uh, but, like, what he did this year might be a one-and-done thing. And people, like, like it, it, it wouldn't even necessarily mean he's regressing in any means. It's just that's how insane of a season he's had. Um Jason, I hate to cut the conversation short. No, you're I good. do. Uh, I got lunch. I'm on lunch. I got work. I got to go to. Um, I don't know when the next Sprint Ride Option podcast episode is going to be. I know Jason's got a very busy week with the uh, the uh, the senior, senior bowl, bowl down in Mobile. Everybody uh, so, hit me up with whatever prospects you want to see. So just send them. But be sure to pay attention to this YouTube channel. Uh, Sprint Ride Option might take a week or two off because mm-hmm. not ton of Niner stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But Jason's still going to be busy um with 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 the draft with mobile all that fun stuff uh i redownloaded clubhouse last night so maybe we'll talk on clubhouse we're trying to make clubhouse be a thing because twitter spaces are a little toxic right now um so so we, we might try and bring back clubhouse so maybe we'll pop into those so in terms of spring right off podcast maybe a week or two we'll see where we're at uh maybe we'll give maybe we'll give a two-week thoughts on this game afterwards just to kind of give some more things because there's a lot of things we missed we only had an hour to talk about and this game probably needed two or three hours to really dissect. Um, but as it stands, the Niners season ends in the NFC championship game. Is that a bad thing? Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, but the season as a whole is a success. Um, if, if you, as I said, if you haven't subscribed to this YouTube channel, uh, do it now. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Pasquini Andrew at Jason Aponte 2103. You're going to get great content from one of us, kind of average content from the other. I'll let you guys figure out which one's which. The answer is not me. Um, and I guess Jason Aponte, uh, shit, man. I didn't think this, this would be such a weird emotional moment, uh, for the last time in the, uh, 2021 49ers season, Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go Niners. And I'm so happy to have you here, buddy, man. And, uh, love the journey. And we had a blast, man, but it's always, let's go Niners and shout out to everybody who supports us. And it's always, let's go Niners. A lot of cap space opening up. Let's see what happens uh, with the 49ers this offseason. It'll be a fun offseason. Let's do it. We'll see you guys soon.